Hello this is Meghnath from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, April 17th and the number of positive COVID-19 cases in India are now at 13664. There have been 450 reported deaths and 1793 recoveries. Maharashtra has the most number of cases at 3202 followed by Delhi at 1640 and Tamil Nadu at 1267 the number of coronavirus cases breached the 12000 mark on thursday but reports are showing signs of some respite for top affected regions like delhi and maharashtra as per the health bulletin released by the government delhi reported only 17 new cases of covid-19 on wednesday which is the lowest figure for delhi in april maharashtra on the other hand witnessed a drop of over 30% in the new cases on wednesday when compared to tuesday's figures this was the lowest rise for the state in the past 6 days meanwhile kerala has managed to slow down its number of new cases and accelerate the number of recoveries the state has the second highest rate of coronavirus patient recovery with 1218 patients beating the virus so far but a point to note here it would be too early to say if such figures indicate the flattening of the coronavirus curve in india other states like madhya pradesh and rajasthan continue to witness a surge in new cases while states like meghalaya which previously had no cases of the disease have also reported patients suffering from the virus according to experts in order to flatten the covid-19 curve India needs to ensure that the virus does not spread any further and that a trend of drop in new cases is established all across with a rise in the number of recoveries especially in the hotspots the government has released a list of 170 hotspot districts on wednesday which includes all major cities like delhi mumbai bangalore chennai kolkata and hyderabad Tamil Nadu tops the list with 22 districts in the hotspots while Rajasthan and Maharashtra are second on the list with 11 each. Reserve Bank of India Governor Shaktikanta Das addressed the media for a second time since the COVID-19 outbreak. The RBI cut the reverse repo rate and announced a slew of measures. This includes a refinance window of 50000 crore rupees and targeted long-term repo auction of similar amount to deal with the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Das assured that the RBI will use all instruments at its disposal to deal with the challenges posed by the outbreak of the novel coronavirus depending on the evolving situation. Governor Shaktikanta Das said there are a few slivers of brightness amidst the encircling gloom and hoped that India will stage a sharp V-shaped recovery in 2021-22 as projected by the International Monetary Fund. The RBI has allowed non-bank financial companies to extend the date of commencement of commercial operations for loans given to commercial real estate by additional 1 year without considering it as restructuring. Das said that softening inflation would make more policy space available to the central bank in order to address risks to the growth going forward. He further said that by April 10th pre-monsoon kharif sowing had begun strongly. with acreage of paddy showing an uptick of 37% in comparison with the last season states such as west bengal telangana odisha assam karnataka and chatisgarh are leading in sowing activity despite the lockdown prime minister narendra modi hailed the steps taken by the rbi he tweeted quote today's announcements by rbi will greatly enhance liquidity and improve credit supply 
these steps would help our small businesses msmes farmers and the poor it will also help all states by increasing wma limits unquote the government said today that the zoom meeting app is not a safe platform for video conferencing point to note we are recording this podcast using zoom so yeah anyway the government has issued a set of guidelines for the safety of private users who would still like to use zoom for private purposes a home ministry advisory said quote zoom is not a safe platform even for usage of individuals a detailed advisory has been issued by cert india unquote these guidelines are aimed towards preventing unauthorized entry in the conference room and even malicious activity by authorized participants on terminals of other participants it would also avoid ddos attack by restricting users through passwords and access grant the guidelines further say quote most of the settings can be done by logging into the user's zoom account on the website or installed application at pc laptop phone and also during conduct of conference however certain settings are possible through certain mode or channel only in a statement yesterday zoom said quote zoom takes user security extremely seriously a large number of global institutions ranging from world's largest financial service companies and telecommunications providers to non governmental organizations and government agencies have done exhaustive security reviews of our users network data center layers and continue to use zoom for most or all of their unified communications needs unquote a senior official at the home ministry told reporters that the zoom app has issues relating to privacy as well as security according to him the servers of zoom like tiktok are mostly located in china the center maintains the app has significant weaknesses and indulges in dubious practices india's nodal cyber security agency sort in website had earlier warned users of the video conferencing app that it was prone to breaches the guidelines came following instances of leaked passwords and hackers hijacking video calls midway through conferences this practice is being called zoom bombing and has become popular on the internet like all things do China's coronavirus ground zero city of Wuhan has admitted missteps in tallying its death toll and abruptly raised the count by 50% following growing world doubts about Chinese transparency. The United States has led the charge in questioning China's handling of the pandemic and how much information it has really shared with the international community since the virus emerged late last year. Authorities in Wuhan initially tried to cover up the outbreak punishing doctors who had raised the alarm online in december there have also been questions about the government's recording of infections as it repeatedly changed its counting criteria at the peak of the outbreak wuhan's epidemic control headquarters said in a social media post on friday that it had added 1290 deaths to the tally in wuhan which has suffered the vast majority of china's fatalities from covid-19 That brings the total number of deaths in the city to 3869 but the city government only added 325 cases raising the city's total number of infections to 50333 the change also pushes the nationwide death toll up by nearly 39% to 4632 based on official national data released earlier today the official toll in the country of 1.4 billion people however remains well below the number of fatalities in much smaller countries such as italy and spain 
China has come under increasing pressure over the coronavirus pandemic from Western powers, with Washington raising doubts about Chinese transparency and probing whether the virus actually originated in a Wuhan laboratory. President Donald Trump said that he is recommending a gradual reopening of the US economy from the catastrophic shutdown ordered to stop the spread of the coronavirus. At a news conference, he said, quote, based on the latest data, our team of experts now agrees that we can begin the next front in our war. We are opening up our country, unquote. However, the recommendations are a far cry from Trump's previous hopes for a sudden widespread end to social distancing measures. Instead, Trump described a cautious approach in which state governors, not the White House, will take the lead. This is also a retreat from earlier when Trump had insisted his office would dictate the pace of reopening. Trump said, quote, our approach will outline three phases in restoring our economic life. We are not opening all at once, but one careful step at a time. And some states, they will be able to open up sooner than the others. Some states are already free from the impact of coronavirus and therefore can open literally tomorrow. We have large sections of the country right now that can think about opening, unquote. He further added, quote, if state governors need their states to remain closed, we will allow them to do that. If they believe it is time to reopen, we will provide them the freedom and guidance to accomplish that task and very, very quickly, depending on what they want to do, unquote. In the White House plan presented to governors earlier in the day, Trump laid out the plan for getting people gradually back into public venues, but offered no timetable. Depending on locations and levels of the virus there, people will be able to eventually attend public gatherings and conduct non-essential travel. But even in the third phase, or what the government scientist Deborah Burks called the new normal, the White House is recommending continued long-term extra hygiene measures. There will also be a focus on stamping out any resurgence. Top government scientist Anthony Fauci said, quote, What's key to this is early alerts and getting in there before they have a problem, unquote. And now for some freshly baked goods from the ovens of newslaundry.com. Have you given our new podcast NL versus NL a listen yet? We take two people with absolutely polar views on a particular subject and allow them to have a debate in a timed environment. Two episodes are out at the moment. If you want to listen to them, search for News Laundry Conversations. I repeat, News Laundry Conversations in any of your favorite podcast apps like Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple iTunes. Oh, and don't forget to follow the channel for some interesting conversations, interviews, and debates. You should also check out Pratik Goyal's report on the Bandra crowding incident. When it occurred, our news channels went crazy with their theories about who instigated the crowd, why they weren't carrying bags, and other crazy communal conspiracies. But we decided to go on the ground and find out what really happened. Pratik went down there to speak to the migrant workers who crowded around outside Bandra station and asked them what triggered the rush. In one sentence, it wasn't because of rumors or social media posts. They just wanted the authorities to send them home. Read the full report on newslaundry.com. You know, we are not a big media organization. We have around 40 people working round the clock to bring you the content you like, often multitasking to do it on time. We believe in bringing you the facts, 
and doing ground reports which will be of value to you while other bigger media houses have figured out that cheap conflict ridden debates on prime time can keep your attention so that they can sell you ads we believe in giving you solid information and opinions without those pesky ads we can only do it with your support though we survive only because our listeners and subscribers believe in this mission please do consider heading over to newslaundry.com and becoming a member of our community a little bit of money can go a long way in supporting all the work we do that's all the news i have for you today have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel